When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Songwriter Connection Podcast, where we look at the craft of songwriting through the eyes of the songwriter. Each week, we make a connection with a music maker, listen to their songs, and hear their stories. From Nashville, Tennessee, here's your host, Dave Lenahan. Well, thanks for joining us to another episode of the Songwriter Connection Podcast. It's nice to have you here. Um, we have a great guest for you today. It's Canada's sweetheart. Uh, this lady, our guest today, is a three-time Juno Award-nominated singer-songwriter. Uh, she, she is from Canada. She does uh, music in both French and English. And, um, you know, we, we we talk about genres and how we hate putting people into genres today. And I love artists like this because she really spans the spectrum. She does folk uh, vocal jazz, pop, um, like I said, French and English uh, languages. You really can't put her into a category, but I'll tell you what, her music is fantastic. She's had a number one hit song that went gold in Canada. Uh, she has, um, she, she has, uh, she was serious XM jazz artist of the year and received the East Coast Music Award for album of the year. She's the songwriter that Chris Christofferson, uh, Chris says she's a real songwriter and to put it in his words, a damn good songwriter. And, and I'll agree with that, Chris. Uh, you've heard her music on TV shows like Orange is the New Black, uh, The L Word, and Heartland, even a Chrysler commercial, her song Never Quit Loving You. So she's done the sync thing that we've talked a lot about on this. And she has played all over the world, from uh, Canada, her home, her home country, to here in the States, Japan, Europe, Australia, uh, Mexico, South America, even the Middle East. So she is well-traveled, and uh, we're on the phone today uh, in her adoptive hometown of Vancouver, Canada, Welcome, Jill Barber. How are you? Hi, Dave. I feel very welcome and just thrilled to be here chatting with you today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Same here. Now, I read that, uh, so it's your adoptive home in Van- Vancouver, Canada. Where are you from originally? I was born and raised in Toronto. Were you? Um, yeah, I was. And uh, I actually moved out to the east coast of Canada. I lived in Halifax. Okay. Uh, for about six years, which is where I got the, my career started in music. But then I met a man, and he lived in Vancouver, British Columbia, on the ah. other side of our giant country. Yeah. And so it was love that love that brought me out to Vancouver, and I've wow. been here for about fifteen years now. There you go. So that's your home base now. And you've you've got such yeah. a, a great story, uh, mixing family life with the music industry. And I wanted to talk about that. And one of the reasons why we had you on the show, but I'm just so honored to have you. You're very accomplished. And you've got an amazing voice. And what I'd love to do is play a song here right off the bat, uh, in case people are not familiar, but to, to listen to your voice. And this is from the title cut from your, your newest album called Homemaker, right? Yes. Yeah. 
Any anything you mm-hmm. want to say about it up front before we spin it? I mean, I think this this song as the title track it really sets the scene uh, for my record Homemaker. It's a, a record that uh, an album of songs that I wrote at home, songs that speak to my home life, mm. my domestic life as a wife and with kids. And there, it's also this album is a real return home to my roots awesome. as a singer songwriter. Very good. Well, let's give it a listen. This is Homemaker, title cut of her latest record. It's Jill Barber on the Songwriter Connection podcast. Dishes won't do themselves. Dust upon the shelves. And time's impossible to find. i 
Those dishes don't do themselves, and uh, I don't know why, but they don't. Uh, Jill, that's great. Uh, Jill Barber is our guest in the Songwriter Connection podcast, a song that I think every mom and homemaker in the world can identify with. And uh, you wrote that by yourself? I did. I wrote that song. Um, I actually wrote that song the day that my kids went back to school and mm-hmm. daycare after being at home uh, with me for a, a stretch, a long stretch of months uh, during during the pandemic that everybody mm-hmm. experienced, and um, and that and essentially they I, I sent them off back to school and daycare. I came home. I sat on my couch. I had a big cry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I just kind of like tears of, of kind of just relief and just a big exhale. Yeah. And then I picked up my guitar and and that song just that 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 song just kind of flowed out of me. That was one of those songs. I'm sure you chat with songwriters where it just like. It just flowed right out of me. It, it really needed to be written. It does happen like that every now and then. And I imagine a very bittersweet moment. Yeah. For one thing, the kids are out of the house. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Another's like, no, I miss you. Come yeah. back. So, yeah. And, <laughs> and emotion yeah. sometimes just there were some the greatest songs. And you have two uh, two children, right? Tell us about them. That's right. Yeah. Um, my son, Joshua, is nine years old. And uh, we have a daughter, Grace who is Grace. seven. She just turned seven. I always love that mm-hmm. name, Grace. I love that. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, mixing. Yeah, that's a, fa- that's a family name. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Grace. Oh, yes. What a gift. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, you know, um, mixing, as a professional musician and mixing motherhood, it's, it's tough, isn't it? Kind of the theme of, of, of what you're talking about in this new record, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. In a word, it is tough. Mm. Um, I mean, I think it's tough for a lot of parents uh, struggling to um, pursue their own careers or their own passions or their own dreams, uh, but still really be there for their kids. I mean, I know a lot of people have that, are trying to strike that balance. I mean, I think it's especially hard for, say, touring musicians that really count on going out on the road, and that's always kind of been at odds with, my life as a mom and a domestic person. So I kind of, I definitely speak to that tension on this album. And I want to talk about that. I I saw an interesting quote, you know, this Canada's sweetheart. And and, and you say that one day you're headlining the great Massey hall in Toronto. And the next day you're sweeping a messy hall. Um, Kind of a funny line, but rings true. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I don't get any applause for the hard work of uh, raising these kids. Who um, does, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, I mm. mean, yeah, parents, it's the toughest job. It's really the toughest job. And, it is. Um, like, anything that, like anything that's really hard, it's obviously it's very rewarding. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think on this album, what I, my mission is I want to celebrate and empower and and honor and uplift the people that mm-hmm. do the hard work of making creating a home for other people. Yeah. It's because it's the work, it's the unseen work, it's invisible it work. Yes, it and, is. Um, mm-hmm. And and of course, it doesn't. It's not valued um, by our society because I don't know because there's no there's people don't get paid for this work, but it's actually the most meaningful and the important most important work for yes. society. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, we ha- yeah, we've got nothing. We've got nothing if, if not the people that are, you know, um, 
allowing our children and and our you know allowing people to thrive you know mm-hmm. and 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 being providing a safe and secure uh, place and I don't just mean parents either I mean I'm really speaking to people that care for other people whether it's an aging parent or or friends or your community people that do the unpaid labor mm-hmm. that is required to keep things to keep like to keep keep people just moving forward in this life oh yeah uh, all good points and you know and I I, I just you're just so right in what you do there. And I really congratulate you on doing that, uh, giving a little notoriety for, to these to these folks who, who do the important work, um, the most important, I think, in the world. Um, now, let me ask you, do, do you do you travel as a family? Do you, do you still tour a lot? Yeah, I don't imagine you have to, to support your music, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. So, I mean, obviously, it's been different these last few years, but I'm getting back at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really determined. Like, when I had my first child... Um, nine years ago, mm-hmm. I was really, like, I always knew I wanted to be a mom, but I was really scared what it would mean for my career because I did, I have always toured a lot. And for me, yeah. the greatest aspect of being a singer songwriter is getting the opportunity to get out there, be on stage, be connecting with people in a live situation. So I've always loved to tour. And uh, what I did is I took both of my, I did my first show back when my son was six weeks. Yeah. And uh, in New York City, I flew to New York. Wow. And it was my baby, my brand new baby. And I just like, I kind of never stopped. So with both kids, when they were babies, um, they came with me everywhere. And then I'm so lucky my mom came on the road with me so that she could help out and be kind of like road, road grandma. Yeah. And, um, and I just, I just, I was super determined to not let it slow me down Especially, <laughs> when I had those babies. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and then, you know, and then it got a little trickier when they turned two because all of a sudden I had to pay for a flight for them. Oh. And then it got harder for them because they needed their, you know, they, they when, when they weren't, when I could strap them to me, it was great. I took them with me everywhere. But when they kind of started needing more of their own routine, then, then they stayed home with my husband and I, I carried I on touring. So, now, now your yeah, husband, I mean, I, I make it work. Now your husband's a musician as well, right? You, you play together, right? Yeah, he, well, no. No? <laughs> yes My husband no? is funny, like, we don't play together. No? Uh, music, we don't play music together. Uh, he was in a, like, a rock and roll punk band for, like, 20, 30 years called The Smugglers, and Smugglers. they toured all over the world. The Smugglers, he was the lead singer of that band, okay. and, um, I'm, I met him just around the time when his band was kind of going into retirement, like dormant. And then he ended up um, kind of becoming more of a music journalist. So he's actually worked now for the last 20, my God, 20, 25 years. He's, he's been a music journalist with the CBC, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, our public wow. radio. So he's still... Incredible. He's still very much in music, but but he's not, and he's a writer, but he's not out performing. Um, he's not out performing in his band any, any longer. But he gets it; like he totally gets it. He's yeah. been in that world for. And he sounds like life. he, he yeah. helps a lot. You know, yeah, you guys are partners in this. Yeah, right? yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, he does. He he's a, he's definitely um, one of my biggest champions and supporters, and he holds things down at home when I, when I go on the road for until for about 10 days and then things start to fall apart. 
<laughs> I need to come home. But yeah, you know, yeah, he's he's a good. Um, he's definitely a great partner. Can we say his name? We should. We should. Could, a little blood. <laughs> oh yeah, his, his name. His name is is Grant Lawrence. I was just gonna. I was just gonna say he could do a few more dishes. <laughs> Uh, he takes credit for that line. Because yeah. after do a few all, more dishes. they don't wash themselves like you, you said. Know. Yeah. No, they don't. They don't. They no. That's, um, you know that's yeah. No, he, his name is Grant. Yeah. Grant, Grant, that's my job here at, in, at home too. I do the dishes, but I'm very, I'm yeah. very thankful that my wife is a wonderful cook. I can burn toast and I can make coffee, and that's that's about it. But I do the dishes, yeah. so we've tried to pitch in and help good, as much as we can. You. Yeah, as much as we good, can. Good for you. So, yeah. yeah. So let me ask you the obvious question, okay? And this is what moms want to know: How do you make it work, Joe? How do you, how do you pull it all together? How do you make it work? You got to be super mom today or no? I think you just, you just, you, it, like I always say this, you, you can do it all. You can, you can have it all and uh-huh. do it all, but you're probably going to feel like you're not doing anything all that well. And like, uh-huh. sometimes I pay a little, a little more attention to, uh, to my career. And then it feels like I start dropping balls at home with mm. the kids. And then sometimes the kids demand more attention and I feel like, Damn! Like I've tur- I've I've dropped I've I've turned mm. my back on my career for the last couple of weeks because I've been distracted by my kids and I've fallen behind. I mean, I feel like a lot of us moms that do it all often have the feeling that we're not we're not really killing anyone, mm. <laughs> you know. But like any one task, right? Uh, this, yeah. That's why. Yeah, like that's why I wrote Homemakers. Is like it's okay if if you're not baking bread and like you're not the super mom like if you just made it through the day and everybody's fed and everybody's safe you know and 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 you're just like doing the best that you can i think that's enough i think that's enough and i think um yeah like i think we were we're all just doing the best we can um i hate it when i hear my friends be hard on themselves and i I the same voice talking to myself. Mm-hmm. You know, we all need to be less hard on ourselves and just do the best we can and um, take care of what matters most to us mm-hmm. at, at any one given time. And hopefully my kids, uh, I'm modeling for my kids mm-hmm. uh, the importance of, of following a, a passion and, yeah. and working hard and, and, try, and striving to, you know, and being ambitious and trying to create a professional life for myself that I can be proud of and, and, and still, and they, I think they still feel like they've got a mom that is really present and cares and, and, um, you know, I don't know. There's no answer. No, there we really isn't. Have to is do there? the best we can. Yeah. Nobody, there's yeah. not like an owner's manual <laughs> that comes with kids, right? No. You just have to make, do, no, yeah. I tell you. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And life is hard, you know, I think, and, and I mean, and I say that as a person that doesn't have a, like, I mean, some people I just, I don't have. I, I look at other people that have are up against it way more than I am. Like I have resources. I have, I have, a, you know, I've yeah. got a family. I've got people, but anyway, I don't know. Like we're all just doing the best we can and yeah. life is hard and you never know what it's going to throw at you. And but it hopefully has, we can all support one another. Yeah. Yeah. It, but it has its magic moment moments too, though. It really does. And it's all very rewarding. I'm sure. I mean, yes, it does. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and you know, and the other thing is, is that it's, I, I referenced this earlier the stuff that is the hardest, I feel like at the end of the day is the most rewarding. Yeah. So even when, even when my life work balance and 
is, is, is thrown off or I'm not feeling great in a day. Like I, I wouldn't, I kind of wouldn't change a thing really like about the family that I've created and, and the career that I've created. Like I, I just, I don't know if an easier life is necessarily a better mm-hmm. life. You know, I think. Oh, I agree. I don't know. There's I, meaning. I yeah. There's meaning to be found in the hard work. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Well, let's let's move on to a, a recent single that you've had. I want to play f- from the Homemaker album. This is called Helium, and maybe you can tell us a little bit about that. Uh, this is a perfect segue, Dave, because it's really about cool. I'm all about segues. Reminding, <laughs> you know. Yeah, like a, a, it's a, it's a, it's a it's a song that I wrote to kind of uplift myself. Mm-hmm. Again, feel like my the problems that feel so big when you go outside and get some fresh air and breathe the air and get a little perspective, you know, you, you realize our problems are not always as big as they seem. Mm. Um, it's kind of just like a, a song about gaining a little bit of perspective and um, a little a little mental shift and, and trying to overcome small problems by, or big problems by, um, uh, you know, making Letting them go, letting things go a little bit, a little bit more. Yeah. Let them go and let them float away. All right, this is Helium, and this is from Jill's latest record, Homemaker, on the Songwriter Connection podcast. Just gotta let them go, let them float away. 
That is Helium from the new Jill Barber record, Homemaker, here on the Songwriter Connection podcast. Thanks for joining us. I want to know all about Jill the artist, and we're going to get into that when we come back. All right, don't go away. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to the Songwriter Connection. Connecting with music makers and hearing their songs and stories. Now back to the show with your host, Dave Linehan. Jill Barber is our guest. She's on the phone from Vancouver, uh, Canada, and it's good to talk with you today. You, uh, you are really an amazing artist, Jill. Um, I love your voice. You know, it's it, it's it's so unique. Uh, I can't even really describe it, and I can't compare you to anybody. And I love that. I love that too. That's a great compliment. I mm-hmm. mean, the voices that I love the most are just total unique voices. I yeah. mean, Me yeah, I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like when I was a teenager, I thought I had kind of a weird voice, but yeah. now I think, uh, I think there's, I think it pays to, you know, to just have a very unique voice. And, uh, I do yeah, now. I've, yeah. In, yeah. In, we've talked a lot on this podcast in the past and, and my advice to young artists coming up, I always tell them, you know, don't lock yourself into a particular genre. Let you know, let 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 the marketers in the radio, whatever you know, they can they can do that. But don't let anybody put you in a box. Create your own genre. And we've had so many great artists on this show, like my friend uh, Jamie Harris, who says her her genre is uh, folk and roll. My friend Olivia uh, Francis, yeah. and, and she says it's sunshine story pop. See, I love that, and uh, that's the best advice I give to young artists. And and I imagine that's how you felt from the beginning, huh? Yeah, and I love those descriptions. The one that I've used uh, over the years is smoky folky. Smoky folky. Oh, I love that. I'm I'm writing that down. That's mm-hmm. that's how yeah. we describe you, smoky folky. I mean, oh, that's wonderful. Wouldn't it? It'd be crazy. It'd be crazy if, like, our record collections were just one genre. No. I mean, well, right. maybe some people, but like for for me, it just it's it's obvious that my music is kind of a reflection of the music that I listen to, which is not any one genre. No, me um, yeah. And yeah, I, I yeah I pull a lot of inspiration from a lot of different types of of artists. And God, I gotta keep myself interested and follow different you know musical pathways and. Mm play with different things and much to the deep deep frustration of my team uh you know yeah i've always feel like i'm delivering something a little different but as you say that's not my problem that's their problem you there know? you go uh, but I, I have I, I mean i have yeah i've heard that over the years like how are we gonna market this or how who like we just built up this jazz audience and now you want to release a pop album that's <laughs> like you know, but uh, I listen to some I, of your I mean, jazz recordings and I love jazz music and and you do that very well. Very, very well. Yeah. Well, I mean, I love that your podcast is a songwriter connection for me. When people say like, how do, how do we package this? Like, what is the connection here? I say like, I, because I'm a songwriter, all, this, yeah. all of these songs are, 
our, our, our mind. There's, you know, I'm first and foremost, a songwriter. Yep. Right. I write the song. I love then to we hear can that. Decide if we want to, yeah, we want to take them in a, in a kind of a jazzy, uh, nostalgic kind of old timey production, or do we want to like slick them up and, and kind of make them more poppy and fun? Like to me, it's uh, a really good song can be, can be taken in any direction and still be a really good song. You know, I, and I agree with you. And, and kind of, it sounds like what you're saying there, and you tell, correct me if I'm wrong, a lot of, you start with a song and the song is, is the king. Uh, and then, you know, it's really up to how you want to present it, how the producers want to produce it uh, as to what genre it fits into, right? I mean, um, it, it's, hmm. it's, it's mostly in production, isn't it? I think so. It's like, it's just like how you dress it up or how you, mm-hmm. how you want to present it, how you want to, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. How, how, what, whatever, what, whatever vehicle you want to see it out in the world. And I mean, for these songs that were so personal and yeah. so raw and mm-hmm. so much about this, like, this, this intimate, this, my intimate domestic life, I really, I wanted it to just be yeah. a straight up, stripped yeah. down folk you, album. That seems and you were a co-producer on this too, so you had a big hand in, in how it was going to be presented, didn't you? Yeah. In fact, I wanted to just be the sole producer. Um, and I, uh, went ahead and kind of produced it, but at, uh, at the end of the project, I, <clears throat> I really realized that I had been, I had been given a lot of assistance by my amazing trusty engineer, yeah. Eric Nielsen. He helped me with a lot of the uh, kind of the more sonic decisions that, 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 uh, make this album what it is. And so I, I, I you know, I, I wanted to share that, um, share that role because he did he brought so much to it in terms of the way the album sounds so so yeah it's it's a co-production yeah very cool where'd you record we recorded it here in vancouver at an old uh studio called afterlife and it's uh it's actually got a real storied history they like dating back to the 60s and 70s and it's gone through different iterations but a lot of um a lot of bands have made albums at this place, and they have some beautiful, like, um, reverbs and plates and, mm. and tons of cool, like, vintage organs and vibes and, and uh, like, lots of things to play with. So it was a beautiful space in which to make the album. Sounds magical. really does. And that, that's where the magic mm-hmm. happens. Really, it does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, I read something recently um, that said, at the age of 15, whatever you were listening to in that era uh, of your life uh, is, is probably the most influ- influential music that you'll have in your entire life. So, Jill, can I ask you, at age 15, what were you listening to mostly? You know, I've heard the same thing said. Um, I'll tell you, when I was 15, I, my favorite band was Pearl Jam. Oh, really? Eddie Vedder and him, huh? <laughs> so- Eddie Vedder, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I was, I really like, I was, I was, look, I was 15 in 1995, so mm-hmm. I was like right in the grunge. Yeah. I love Nirvana, Soundgarden, Pearl Jam. I was oh, an angsty teen. Okay. Now, is angsty that coming teen. out? Is that coming out in, yeah, is that coming out in my music today? I'll leave that to the listener to decide. Yeah. Uh, I was, I mean, I will say, I will say, um, this might be a little more consistent with that theory. I was, I've, I have, always been a fan of neil young joni oh, wow. mitchell like yeah. bob dylan so i was i was at the same time i was listening to those 
classic, amazing songwriters, Leonard Cohen. Oh, like those were the Leonard those Cohen. were the artists that yeah. yeah, those were the artists that were played in my household and that I think I kind of grew up with. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, when when I was fifteen, I was I was a pretty angsty, grungy teen. <laughs> Do you know, uh, Eddie Vedder was just here in Nashville. We're, we're recording this at the end of February right now. And he was on the Grand Ole Opry on Sunday as part of a tribute to Leslie Jordan. I love who passed it. away. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. People... Oh, I mean, he's, he, yeah, he's a, he's an artist that I still have a, a lot of admiration for. Like oh, yeah. he's done so many different things and had lots of kind of reinventions and he's just, yes. He, that guy doesn't seem to care about genre either. And he just, he just cares about making good music and yeah. expressing himself. So and even, yeah. even made a few movies, right? Things like that. So yeah. 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 yeah I'm still a fan. Still yeah. a fan. Good. Yeah. Good. You know what? Uh, talking about movies, I wanted to segue to this. Uh, you've done a lot with sync, uh, as we say, uh, you know, with TV and, in, in, in film scoring, uh, your music, uh, do you still do a bit of that today? Imagine you do. Uh, I, not as much as I would like to, mm-hmm. yeah, if anyone's listening and they want to shoot me some projects, I mean, I have, I've, I've written for film, uh, and television and I enjoy, I do like, I love an assignment Yeah, as a songwriter. I, I think that that can really help me, but I've also just been really, I've had some, I've had some really nice placements mm-hmm. that have, um, brought me to new audiences, my music to new audiences, which has been great. Um, yeah, but that, that that just feels so kind of random and lucky. <laughs> like I, I don't, I, I'm not, I don't actively, I'm not actively out pounding the pavement trying I gotcha. to get sync licenses or anything. You know, they usually I, come. They, they, someone finds my music and they come to me. Yeah, there you go. And you know what? I'm going to tell you something. I'm glad you brought that up because the the buzzword here in Nashville uh, is sync. Uh, I, I guess a lot of writers you know, they're they're finding it harder and harder to get cuts today. Uh, I've had a lot of success with mm-hmm. with independent artists, but they all seem to be doing mm-hmm. these elaborate productions and going for that sync crowd. And I'm sure everybody's doing that today, and it's get harder and harder. Uh, but I, my philosophy has always been: write the best song. Make sure you're writing a good song. It's going to find its home. It's going to find its place if it's good enough. Uh, you know, and I'm I'm totally against that. Writing just for sync. I'm a songwriter. You know. Um, I'm going to write the best possible song. Right. Do you feel the same way? I'm with you a hundred, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I mean, I, I would, I apply that same philosophy to everything. Like like people, bands that are just trying to, um, you know, become better known or, or, or um, book a tour or whatever. Like I think it always comes right back got to come back to the music theme i gotta agree um mm-hmm. the best the best that you can make it like that's obviously and you know we lose sight of that it's easy to lose sight of that in in an industry that's really challenging where people are mm-hmm. trying to you know trying to survive or trying to trying to get famous or i don't know we you, you can get you can lose track of the of, of what it's all about and really it's all about a great song it's Just, all about a great and song. how that song makes you feel I yeah. love that. I, I think you've, you've hit it right on the, you hit the nail right on the head there. I love it. It's all about the great song. Uh, I was with NSAI, which is the Nashville Songwriters Association International. For years, I was a coordinator in Cincinnati. And, you know, their slogan is, it's all about the song. And it, I, I just don't think true words have ever been spoken. I really don't. Um, when did you start writing songs, Jill? 
when I first picked up a guitar uh, at about age 14, my older brother, Matthew, who is also a professional musician, singer-songwriter, Matthew Barber, okay. um, he started yeah, he started playing guitar and writing songs, and I looked up to my big brother, and so he let me borrow his guitar. He taught me a few chords, and nice. both of us, yeah, both of us started writing as teenagers, and we have not stopped. That's great. It becomes a part of who you are, doesn't it? Yeah, it's how we express ourselves. It's just like it's it's a big. It's way more than my job or what I do. It's just who I am. Yeah, I'm a songwriter. And, and there's something about that having that creative outlet. I think um, I just read on. I said do a I do a little radio show for uh, Nashville Connection. It's called, and we talk about the news of artists and things that are happening here in Nashville. And I read a, a really interesting article about uh, Alan Jackson, who can't tour anymore because of his this disease he has. This um, CMT, they call it. And he has mobility issues and things. But one of the things he was saying on a recent mm-hmm. podcast was, "I'm never going to quit writing." I'm always writing melody ideas, song ideas, lyrical ideas down. I'll never quit making music. And I thought, you know, that that is good to hear. Um, so, you know, it's it's not only a part of you, yeah. it's who you are, you know. You know, one interesting question that you just uh, came into my mind when you were talking about Alan. Uh, can I call him Alan? Sure, why not? <laughs> Alan Jackson. Um, um, hey, Al. Is, like, we'll call him I Al. Think I, I think... <laughs> Yeah. Um, I think I'm always going to write songs too, but I wonder for me, like, would I just write songs for the rest of my life that I don't share with people? Because I think for me, a big part of the desire to write a song is to perform it for people. Like, I feel like that's the, that's what my songs want is they do want to be heard or I want to be heard or I want to connect. I want to make a connection. I I want them to resonate with someone else so that connection. I can get that oh. connection happening. Like I like I, it's kind of like a tree falling in the forest. Can anyone hear it? Like mm-hmm. if I only ever wrote songs and never shared them, I don't know. That would be a really different experience for me. I do. I think I write songs to be shared for sure. Yeah, and and you know I I just. Uh, uh, reiterate this what what alan says was saying too that he's going to still release music for people here he's just, just not going to tour anymore that's so that's so that yeah that's yeah. what i was wondering yeah. is like yeah. will i how will those songs still get wings somehow so that they can get get out in the world to be heard oh, i believe they will I, I believe they will and and i hope you would no matter how old you get i hope you would never stop sharing your songs and your gift because i think you're given the gift of songwriting to share you know, no matter whatever your gifts are, uh, I, I think it's mm-hmm. your, it's it's in this life. That's what you're supposed to do with those gifts. Share them with other people, and um, you never know. You, you never know who you're touching. And I think with this new record, you are touching a lot of people out there, a lot of moms, and uh, not only musicians but career women uh, that are trying to mix it all together and make it work. And here's you going, hey, even if you just make it through the day, you're a homemaker. You know. Uh, it's just a powerful mm-hmm. message, Jill, and I, I really congratulate you on that and salute mm-hmm. you for that. Can we play another song uh, from the record, um, one I listened to, and um, I, I think it's, it says a lot. Uh, it's called A Mother's Hand, My Mother's Hand. So tell us a little bit about the mm-hmm. writing of this song, and uh, then we'll play it, okay? Sure. I have an amazing mom, 
she actually happens to be sitting in the next room right now. Oh, awesome. She's visiting here. Hi, Mom. Yeah, first time T- here in the last year. Yeah, she, <laughs> she can't hear you. She can't hear you because you're in my earbuds, but she is in yeah. the next room. And it's, okay. really, it's really good to have her here because mm-hmm. she hasn't been here uh, since the pandemic. Oh. So she's here now. But during, during that time when we were far apart from one another, um, I'm quite close with my mom. Um, and, and we were far from one another, and uh, it was her birthday. And I woke up and I realized it was her birthday, and I realized that I hadn't hadn't put a card in the mail. I hadn't done anything special for her, and I felt I felt badly about that because my mom, you know, she never misses my birthday or or any my kids' birthdays, or you know, she she's, she's so thoughtful and she's always got a card in the mail, um, and. And so I was feeling kind of badly that morning and trying to figure out what I could do for her. And so I was inspired to sit down and write a song for her. And this is the song that I wrote called My Mother's Hand. And uh, I was able to make a scrappy iPhone recording of it. And um, and I emailed it to her, uh, got it in just under the wire and sent it to her on her birthday. Um, and I realized, you know, I might not be as incredible as my mom at keeping track of everybody's birthday and getting a card in the mail. But this was my way of um, uh, showing my love for my mom in, in the form of a, a song. And she, I think, I think I'm more than made up for it. She's pretty happy with it too. Those are the greatest gifts, the homemade ones, uh, and the ones that only you can do. So let's listen to my mother's hand. This is Jill Barber, our guest on the Songwriter Connection podcast. So I put the kettle on to make 
copied from the pages of ladies' magazines. There's a certain recognition any child can understand. There's comfort in what's written in my mother's hand. There's comfort in what's written in my mother's hand. Well, I, I feel like I know your mom now, too, Jill. What's your mom's name? <laughs> Her name is Joyce. Joyce. That's wonderful. That's a beautiful song. Uh, from a great record uh, called Homemaker, and I encourage you all to get it. Um, uh, according to, uh, and I think this sums it up, according to this uh, uh, one pager that came out about you in this record, it says it's a, it, the, the album is a statement about the humility and strength it takes to do the meaningful work of creating a home for others while still holding space for your own dreams. So, and I, I think you've done it so well. Great job, Bill, uh, Jill, very much so. I wanted to ask. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. Yeah, and I know your music is out there everywhere, uh, and you have a web page as well. Uh, tell folks what that is and how to find you find you out there. Uh, you can find me at home on the internet uh, at jillbarber.com. Jillbarber.com. Very good. Very easy to find. J-I-L-L-B-A-R-B-E-R. Just like the guy cuts your hair, right? That's it. Barber. That, that's exactly it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. You had a number one song not all that long ago. Uh, gold record in Canada. It got you some uh, nominations for Juno Awards, which is kind of the Canadian Grammys, right? Um, let's talk about that's Girl. That's right. Yep. Girls Gotta Do. Tell us about that one. We haven't played that one. Yeah. Um, I, I really love this song, I, I, um, I was approaching my 40th birthday and I wanted to write, uh, I wanted to write a pop album before I turned 40. It was just a little personal goal of mine. Uh-huh. And uh, so I did that. The album is called Metaphora. Um, and this song, Girls Gotta Do, was kind of just a, a fun, kind of tongue-in-cheek um play on that the expression of you got to do what you got to do and uh i don't know it's, it's about it's kind of about um you know women's empowerment and sort yes. of smashing the patriarchy but in a fun way you know well this is a great way to end the show i think let's let's play it girls got to do jill barber absolutely on our songwriter connection podcast there we'll play it from the beginning how's that I play the game I know the rules Are not the same But I'm done I've rearranged May not have won But things have changed A girl's gotta do, gotta do But a girl's gotta
Love it, and I love the bridge of that song. Uh, it's so fantastic. Girls got to do, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yep, big success with that one. Number one, right to the top, huh? Fantastic, yeah. You know, I've so much enjoyed talking to you today and getting inside your head just a little bit. You are a true definition of the word artist, you really are. And just so, oh, thanks. Yeah, so important what you're doing, and and have all the moms out there. Uh, we thank you. Before we go, any any last advice for 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 moms, whether they're struggling with a career and the kids, uh, what can you tell them? I wouldn't even give advice. I would just <laughs> say, moms out there, you're, you're doing a great job. You're doing a great job. You're just doing your best, and that's that's great. Encouragement is better than advice. I love that. Jill, thank you so much. Yeah. I appreciate you taking the time to be with us today from Vancouver. Uh, and uh, all the best Honestly, to you. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I've, I've really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you so much uh, for your time. And also really appreciate the support and uh, helping to get the uh, the music out there, you know. Absolutely. Uh, really appreciate it. When you get a new project, mm-hmm. you let me know. We'll, we'll, chat, we'll chat again Sounds sometime. Good. Okay. All right. Sounds great. We'll keep in touch. All Thank the best. you, Dave. Jill Barber from our Songwriter Connection podcast. Thank you for listening to the Songwriter Connection podcast. Find us on social media at Songwriter Connection. Also, listen to Dave Lanahan's Nashville Connections radio show. It streams live every Friday morning on WOBL and WNOI. Look for us on Facebook and YouTube. See you next time on Songwriter Connection. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 